What's going on, everybody? It's your host of the Blessing Thoughts Podcast, and I'm here to let you know if you've been thinking about starting your own podcast but don't know where to go, then look no further because Anchor is a tool for you. Anchor is a free podcast distribution site that allows you to record your podcast and you can edit them on the site yourself and then you can upload them. They'll even help expand your podcast to more platforms just by a click of a button, distribute them to other platforms such as Spotify or Apple. And if you want to make money from podcasting, Anchor helps with that too by helping you get ads you can promote on your podcast, just like what I'm doing right now. So look no further and go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and start your podcasting journey today. Peace. What's going on, everybody? This is Two Black Station here, and I'm back again with another episode of the Black and Thoughts podcast. We are now on episode 12 uh this episode gonna be a little light one i'm just gonna talk about some gaming stuff for the most part um at the end i have a few questions from a couple of people and yeah that's mainly it uh if you want to um like ask questions as well or bring up a topic that i want i should speak about um you can message me on anchor or you can message me on or you can message me on my instagram um this digi underscore relaxation and yeah i have no problem responding to you guys on the podcast but yeah so kick this off as always um what's been going on with me um to be honest not much i mean i haven't really been watching anything or doing anything much um just simple stuff uh just been gaming um i finished the medium walkthrough i'm pretty sure i probably brought that up the last episode i don't think so but i didn't um uh yeah i finished the medium walkthrough uh like a whole i streamed it and then I put the whole thing on my YouTube page. Uh, both my Twitch and YouTube is Dishes to Relaxation. If you would like to follow and subscribe. Um, the game. Uh, I guess this will be my mini review. Because I probably, I'm probably, I'm sure I talked about it. But I just want to give like a final like review. Um, overall like discussion about it. Uh, so the game um i'll try not to get spoilers but the game is um a i guess it's a psychological horror um i have been noticing i don't know if they market it as a um survival horror but i've been noticing some people claim that it is and i never once got that idea from it so i don't know if if maybe um i was not paying attention because i'm i'm the kind of guy that usually like i try not to get excited about video games no more because i feel like there's a lot of times that i've been excited for games and then i probably play them or i just see them and it's like don't look like it's something like just don't look like what i was expecting the first time i seen it so I usually try to go off like the initial trailer or reveal to see if if it's something that interests me. And when I first seen the trailer at E3, I think it was E3 or the other um, 
gaming event they had when they were showing game trailers. I don't remember it, but uh, it looked very interesting, very spooky, very dark. Uh, like it's just gonna be something very strange and creepy. But <laughs> I realized real quick, well, not real quick, but I realized by the end of the game that I don't know, I felt very mis- misled. <laughs> like the whole like they were showing stuff about um a woman giving birth or whatever and something about the womb and how the child is like the cause of all of this or something like that and the game technically really had nothing to do about that at all and i was like i just noticed that whatever whatever it is they were trying to like portray with that trailer definitely did not like it was interesting because that that trailer is what got me wanting to play the game but it had nothing to like it did, did not match up at all so i'm like uh i don't know what happened. i didn't see anything else after that so maybe they probably tweaked whatever trailers afterwards that came afterwards that made it make sense but the initial one definitely did not make sense with the whole story after you've completely beat the game um after that uh um the game is i played it on pc using the game pass um i have seen a lot of reviews and a lot of people speak on the optimization i had a bad optimization situation um it's probably a pc only thing i don't know like i have seen gameplays and like it seems all right for some people but most of the time also i seen like the same issues like when the game was through the mechanic where she was split into two different um realities the game would, would drop frames very badly and it's just almost bad to watch sometimes um and you spend a lot of the game in like that mode so it's like yeah you're in your eyes the whole game but yes i don't know how like i don't know where, where it would be the best place to play i don't know if you should play it on xbox since that's where it's technically was quote-unquote released on as an xbox exclusive but you know you can also get it on pc because yeah exclusive um i'll get into that later <laughs> uh so yeah um other than that the game storyline wise it takes it takes a while for you to understand what is going on like i remember just playing the game and like like one third like a third way into the walkthrough i'm just sitting here thinking and like what what am i doing <laughs> like i know i've been sent here i know um someone wants me to, to like explain something to me or whatever but what am i doing like I don't know the only character that you really know in the game for like a good 80% of the game you play you're only just stuck with one person you encounter a couple of people here and there in the other world but that's mainly it you're mainly always just playing with your <laughs> playing with um, the main character uh, Marianne and it's like she has like there's no direction we're going 
like i don't know what she's trying to figure out i don't know why she's trying to figure it out um i don't know what's going on but it takes a while so eventually you figure out what's going on like during a certain cut scene you're like oh okay this is what this is so uh the overall game cost without spoiler the game technically is basically once you're done playing it and realize what's going on it's mainly about um breaking down like i guess it's like giving it's like manifesting people's traumas and pain and their dark darkness like the inner darkness and they're like manifesting it into a basically a horror game like what would what would it look like if you were like you know constantly sad all the time like what would that inner beast look like if you was someone who just likes to hurt people a lot or just a bunch of other things so it was it was interesting but then the game took a weird turn um about halfway through um it talked it touched on some things that um i was starting to feel uncomfortable with when i was playing and then the game is weird like they try to like halfway justify the actions that happen by making you go through that person's memories and seeing why they had there in a monster and it was like by this time after you realize what happened you don't care and it was like i don't know i don't think it, i don't know, i don't think it's possible if like if it was done in reverse like like say we were fighting this monster or whatever and then maybe somehow when we like it's final moments uh we start seeing his memories and stuff and realize what it really done and that would make it feel like oh we was like supposed to be sad about this person at first and then we realized what he really done to become the monster and it's like okay now he deserves to die but it was kind of the opposite way it was like oh this monster done something very bad he deserves to die uh but let's see why and then it's like oh um i'm sorry <laughs> so it, it was weird like i don't i don't understand what they were like i understand what they were trying to say like everyone had their demons but at the same time it's like certain things you shouldn't try to technically defend but um other than that part of the storyline um uh it was fairly enjoyable um like i said it was not a survival horror or nothing there's technically no combat in the game um so there's technically no real threat or danger yes you are chased by some monsters or attacked by some monsters here and there but it's really nothing that you can handle the game kind of holds your hands on how to get through these things um the game works on like a camera system that's like it's a fixed camera uh they're trying to make it very cinematic and like you can't control what you see so the camera angle usually always shows you where you should be going so 
there's never it's like sometimes like the only times you could get lost is like when you're just stuck on the puzzle and most of the puzzles is not all that hard it was just one that was annoying uh for reasons <laughs> obvious reasons uh because you have to use the game mechanic to figure it out but other than that um i want to say you should really be stuck on anything uh but yeah um i don't know i mean for a first because this is technically the first uh xbox exclusive since the next generation began and i would say it's uh probably a below average start i mean the game mechanic was cool uh the art style was good but the game when it worked it was beautiful uh uh it was good voice acting great you know character design great level design great soundtrack but it was very slow in the beginning on why you even playing this game like it starts off with you doing one thing and then it completely goes to something else so it's like whatever just happened back there was like it made no sense so what i thought it would be was like uh one of those things that have like an episodic storytelling where one thing happens in one section of the game and then it leads into another section of the game and that's its own mini story but no technically all comes together in the end even though they really don't but yeah so um what i suggest you guys getting it and playing it uh for xbox users i mean um, like i said this is technically only exclusive or whatever um but i still recommend um the way i got it was on the game pass and that was because um i paid uh a one dollar subscription free for it uh so <laughs> for me that's i feel like i got my money's worth with that one but i don't know if it's full price and the fun, funny thing is that the full price is not even like the technical full price it's like 45 dollars full price i probably say maybe 30 dollars if it was then you should get it at that price but if not if you have the game pass already then yeah definitely try it out why not um but i don't think it's really worth full price especially for i'll say for pc users if the optimization is like universal because that that is terrible like <laughs> you're basically spending all that money and like the frame rate just hurting your eyes it could be unplayable for some people if that thing bothers you so yeah that's my final verdict with that <laughs> but other than that um i've been planning things big I'm, I'm trying to take my youtube channel to another direction and branch out some bunch of different things so definitely be on the lookout for that um trying to work harder and better at producing like more quality content and yeah take it to another level like i i never really wanted to 100 just be the dude that just plays a game and just uploads videos about it like what well, upload me just playing it 
um i think i should like kind of leave that to just me streaming so i want to like do more that i know i'm capable of on my youtube so be on the lookout for that definitely um it will still mainly be gaming related probably more other stuff too i also put on my podcast things there too so yeah um but as for that uh, we could get into the main topics now like i said it's not much i'm gonna be talking about uh just some gaming stuff here and there uh the nintendo direct has recently happened um and yeah i mean let's talk about it uh first let's i mean it felt weird for me personally because i felt like all 2020 like right before the pandemic like hit like i feel like nintendo was planning on going strong like they released animal crossing like back at march which was perfect timing for when the lockdown kind of just happened so everyone had like basically the the perfect game to play to pass time but it felt like they didn't keep going after that and it felt like they got quiet the rest of the year for me personally there wasn't no games that i was like oh let me pick my switch back up for like the last game i really got was animal crossing and the last game i took serious on my switch was animal crossing so and it sucks because i like the switch uh i always tell people that if you want to like get a console or whatever like people ask me if i should should switch to pc game or get a console i always say get a pc and get a switch uh because the switch you really can't go wrong because usually most of their games is is really locked there like you know you know what you're getting you're gonna get the marios the smash brothers the zelda and all that you know with xbox and playstation like i said the median came out on the xbox but i could get it on my pc so it's like most of the time there's sometimes here and there games are gonna be stuck on one platform mainly on playstation like god of war or something um as of right now there's no plans of seeing like god of war or the last of us on pc but to the time that happens then i mean i guess i'll lean towards playstation but that is that's very picky um because the switch also has uh, mostly play games as well such as um a game that i'm gonna speak on later <laughs> overwatch uh what you call it uh i wasn't gonna say that i was gonna say splatoon but that's actually a thing um the fighting games such as Mortal Kombat, uh Dragon Ball Fighters, uh cross Fortnite, that's universal in terms of cross play and cross plat. So, I mean you can't go wrong, especially the handheld system, especially no, you don't want to sit in your chair on your computer all day. You know, just take a break, lay down in your bed, grab your switch. Like you know, if you're gonna be spending a hundred percent of your time sitting in a chair from your PC to your xbox to your playstation is like you might as well just stick to one because like it's an uncomfortable experience just sitting there all the time so like the switch is definitely a good change of pace it's like all right let me just go lay down real quick you know rest my body up i still want to play games so but i feel like yeah switch personally been quiet for me the whole 2020 so I feel like this is the first time they actually popping back up and saying, hey, we still exist. <laughs> so, 
uh, for me, this is my, I guess, reintroduction to seeing what it is Nintendo's trying to do this year with this direct um, and further on. Uh, um, start off just overall talking about how I feel about the whole direct as a whole. I mean, I say it's average for me personally. Um, it, it's very down the middle. Um, there's one great, one great good thing about it, and one uh, negative. But the negative is really personal. <laughs> uh, the good thing is, I mean. Uh, cause it's one of the like the biggest critiques for me is at least they showing that they have games coming out. Uh, <laughs> Xbox and PlayStation, I can't even tell you what's coming out next myself. Um, like that's exclusive to that console. Like I I don't know. Like so, I'm waiting for another Xbox and PlayStation event. I mean, we know usually like June. Uh, June, July is E3 season, but since we're during this time last year, it was pretty much canceled and everything was done online. So now that things is semi normal, you know, people can go places because they don't want to jam packed. I don't, I don't know how it's gonna work this time around, but um, they, they might showcase games earlier. Like cause I know they were showing the games a lot. Like it was a lot. Lo- it felt like a lot longer. Um, compared to like E3, usually E3 is like a week long, and usually like a week and a half long. Like they show some like the games that wasn't that they didn't get the big reveal would come out like a little week later. Um, but this like last year I felt like it was like a good month of just talking about video games was great. But yeah, like I just don't remember um, what was coming out for like Xbox and PlayStation that's supposed to be coming out this year. I'm not sure if God of War um, 5 is coming out this year, so there's that, but <laughs> yeah, um, I believe Halo got pushed back because of that reveal that they showed, so I don't know if that's if it's this year as well either or next year, so games are getting pushed back again, um, some of them are called the Saints because of Corona, other times it's just because <laughs> they just pulling out a bad product, um, but yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, the good thing is at least Nintendo's showing you that they have games. Um, I am noticing that a lot of their games is coming out for the summer. Um, I do know that summertime usually is a slow time for gaming. So that is very, I would say, very smart on Nintendo's part on trying to capture that period of time before, you know, the big boys come in with the their annual releases you know the 2ks the call of duties um there's a rumor that there might be another battlefield coming out um that's one of the big exclusives so if if god of war 5 is coming out that's definitely probably gonna come around that time like the holiday season so i like that nintendo's like all right (laughs) until then like you know when the weather's warm and maybe some people are still gonna be stuck inside who knows uh we got you with some games uh but definitely um bad thing which is this this one personal uh sadly majority of those games did not interest me uh uh, i will talk about the few games that really stood out to me that caught my attention um but most of the time most of them were eh. um i know some people like 
the certain games that was released or announced but for me some of them didn't do it maybe i'll have another opinion i don't know i, I would like to actually branch on to more game genres so maybe i'll try once if i have the time <laughs> so yeah so yeah let's get into one of the first games that were announced um that caught my attention like i'm not gonna talk about every game i'm only gonna talk about the ones that interested me um i'll be here all day just talking about games that i don't particularly care for at the moment (laughs) so yeah so the first game uh, that got announced uh fall guys is coming to the switch um i have fall guys for pc uh um i feel kind of surprised like certain games i feel like they should be long somewhere uh I, I thought Fall Guys would be one of those games that would already be on the Switch. Like, it f- seems very perfect for the Switch. Uh, I think it would be... Well, Switch is... I see um, Switch is mainly trying to cater towards um, more local online. Um, which is funny, because I feel like Switch is trying to keep uh, couch gaming alive. Um, despite... Um, this used to be a critique of mine... Uh, back in like the xbox one days uh me and my boys would talk about um like the fact that co-op games feel like they're dead uh like everything is just either storyline driven which um you know i'll give that to sony you know with god of war uncharted left for dead i'm not left for dead last of us and xbox usually you know everything is just uh multiplayer driven you know halo gears of war call of duty forza uh it just feels like everything they just want to be the super competitive or just super story driven solo gaming it's like whatever happens is just sitting down and just playing with your friends i guess like not everything needs to be a big online event like it bugs me because I used to I, I would sit there like I'd be playing like like maybe Gears of War or something I'd be like <laughs> like I mean most of the players cool and all I had great memories when I first played Gears 2 and stuff but I miss when the campaign used to actually like get me hyped like I remember watching the Gears of War 2 E3 gameplay demo like <laughs> almost religiously I used to watch that because it was so exciting like the level design that they showed the moment the game that they showed um it showcased a lot of different uh unique features that came from one to the second game uh more executions more weapons more animations just everything i was like bro i can't wait to play this game and i can't wait to play that level uh funny thing is that that level is like towards the end of the game but yeah like i was so excited just to play the campaign and like playing it with my friends and how many times like beating campaigns multiple times because it was just that good and that fun to now is like i i had to force myself to beat gears of war 4 i didn't beat gears of war 5 i think i only played like the first level (laughs) and just stopped so it was like i don't know I feel like I feel like Nintendo is trying to bring like it's trying to keep it alive, but it just don't feel right. It's hard to explain. Like their games is more 
I wouldn't say it's couch gaming. It's more party gaming. Like, like I don't know. Like they want you to play with more than two people, and not everyone <laughs> like has a lot of people in their household like that, or ha- like can invite a lot of people over because. One thing Nintendo has been uh, critical for is that it's like they don't they don't grow with their audience. Like, you know, most of the people that love Nintendo is people like, you know, like me, like, you know, we're older, we're adults, we're, you know, we're working people, some family people. Uh, we don't have the time to invite the homies over to game no more. Uh, so it's like. It's like they don't cater to us, which I would say that's where the Xbox and stuff come from. But even they don't cater to us either. Like I said, it's like it's very things just feel very down one road nowadays. Like, like I mentioned, like back in like PS2 and the original Xbox era, like they used to force co-op game. They used to force co-op mode in games that had no business having co-op in it. Like. As much as I praise um, the Warriors, um, the game, uh, the co-op was kind of awful because, of, like, yeah, you had it was you got you and your boys playing. Everything's fine when you guys first played, and the moment you guys go too far apart, the screen was split in half, and for me, that's just kills the thing like everything just feel more tight now now i gotta look at one section of the tv and then you know at that time bigger tvs were more of a luxury at the time compared to now uh so it's like usually your tv would be too small for that and it just like it just killed the whole experience um another one uh this one was more of a easter egg uh um what you call it co-op feature uh Devil May Cry 3 uh Dante had a mode that is called Doppelganger which allows him to basically send out his his like his double in the game and basically it's a way to I guess do extra damage to the enemy but most people don't know that if you do that and have a second controller plugged in um the second player can press start on the Doppelganger and they will control it too but the only problem is that you have to be close to Dante at all times because the camera will not split the camera will not move to cater to the second player uh, so it's a hit or miss but it was the fact that they put it there so yeah now it's just like just play online with your friends <laughs> so yeah, like, like I would say the medium, for example, the medium probably would have been great for couch gaming, to be honest, like, because the game spends like 70% of the time in the split screen mode and could easily have the second person control the other half of the of the other half. Like, oh, I'm stuck here. And the other person like, oh, let me solve this part of the puzzle so that I can free him. Like, that actually be cool. But no it was completely singular <laughs> uh, which was, it was still fine but the fact that you know that if it was like the original Xbox PS2 days that that would have definitely happened like you definitely would have been able to control the second person <laughs> so yeah but 
I mean, they trying. Fall Guys sadly isn't a couch gaming experience. It's an online experience. And that's what sucks, because I think that game probably would be even bigger if it came out originally on the Switch as a couch gaming with online cost. Like, because I think it, it was basically... The best way to explain what Fall Guys is is basically Mario Party just without the board game part. Like, it's just constantly just playing uh, mini games and... If you fail whatever minigame, you're eliminated and everyone else keep going. But because doing that as a single player experience is not fun because, you know, you're expecting to have like, you know, if it's a, if it was a leaderboard system, like, oh, I lost this this mini game, so I don't get points for it. Or I came in third in the mini game, so maybe I get like two points and then the game keeps going and going like it, like if it was point based like oh the goal is to get to 30 points and you win and like you know you don't win ever like because it sucks because maybe there's a mini game that you are very just terrible at and that's the first mini game that comes and it's like all right you just basically guarantee my loss instead of like all right i lost this mini game but i could still play the next mini game and keep trying and who knows i could come back up and win so uh fall guys i say it's very fun when you play with friends i honestly personally me don't recommend playing it uh alone at all <laughs> unless you're just a master at all the mini games but i think that takes away the fun aspect of it and the party experience but i am definitely more i am excited for it because like i said that's that'd be great like i said you just want to lay down and play a very fun game especially with a friend um definitely uh that's a good one uh another one apparently this game is um i want to do some more research on it uh actually i should have (laughs) um it's two games actually um it's called the famicom detective club um there's two different games but only one of them i mean they both are interesting but one of them interested me more because it seems more like a spooky uh horror thing uh, the way the game is, it's basically a, a visual novel game. Uh, usually, most um, anime-style games is like that. Like, there's not no technical gameplay. Like, it's probably a point-and-click, but usually you're reading the storyline most of the time and checking inventory and stuff to progress. Uh, I have played one game like that, um, Steins Gate. Which I enjoyed the anime a lot, so I was like, why not play it? Uh, which it was fun. Um, I know a lot of people. The one I got was the Elite Edition. Uh, they completely changed the art style. People disliked that because the art style for that version was basically based off the anime compared to the original version. It was like a unique uh, manga style. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in that. Like, I don't, I don't mind playing like games like that, especially it's a detective game. I love like medium was technically a detective game. She was a detective. Uh, I don't think she was, I think she was kind of detective. They, they never made it official. Like she never reported to nobody. (laughs) So like, she kind of like, she was just a independent medium detective. Like, because only she can cross over to this other side of the world and solve why someone haven't crossed over. But 
other than that yeah but this one uh the second one is called uh girl who stands behind i forgot the name of the first one i did write down because <laughs> it didn't just me uh but this one is like uh you basically uh there's like a, a urban legend about a haunting in school and basically you're trying to f- solve what it is is it a really is it really a spirit or whatever the case may be so i'm interested in that um and it's a nice change of pace from just action and stuff like just sit there and relax you know read the story it's like a chill game experience uh the next one um I'm very I'm, I'm this one like I went from slightly interested to more interested when you think of the possibilities uh Mario Golf uh I don't know the complete history of Mario Golf I know there was one on the 64 and I know that one is actually uh the reason why I mainly know that one is because people speed run that one and I like it was a point in time when I was like real big into watching speedrunners um and this was one of the games that I would see pop up frequently too uh so i'm i am interested well to see what the speedrunning community would do about this one um i don't know if there's any there ever been another mario golf in between since the 64 one that'd be interesting if not but i'm pretty sure they probably do one and maybe during the gamecube era i don't know but yeah so i'm curious to see what they would do about that uh because they actually put a game mode in there which is called speed golf that's up i think that's kind of like one of the selling points for me uh basically it's uh i think it's uh four players on the lobby i'm not sure it could be more um for now i'm gonna say four players um and it's always your go you guys all you, you guys all start at the same time and the goal is basically to i guess hit um your goal dominate your ball into as much holes as possible um before the person and i know that it's a, it's a golf is a system where you don't want to take too long hitting the ball because i think that um gives you a low score so you want to like try to hit it in as less hits as possible um so it's not uh, it's not completely about who does it faster but i guess who does it yeah, you know, technically, who does it fast? Like, if you hit it, if you can get your ball in the hole with less shots, then that's technically faster than someone who's doing it multiple shots. But, cause like I said, the, you know, the sport of golf is more, it's not about 100% being the fastest, but that's what makes it interesting. Um, and to know that you're constantly, like, you guys are constantly challenging. There's no, all right, it's your turn. All right, your turn. Now, like, you guys are constantly going. So that's fun. Um, of course, just regular golf. Um, and the fact that they made it a whole story mode too it's not even like like just a side hey just play golf with your friends or just play the golf mode like they actually made a story mode with it so um that just seems like something that can keep that can uh, occupy your time a lot that seemed like a good game um especially if you have um like your your squads to play with uh so you definitely be on the lookout for that one um next game is knockout city uh it looks decent um i'm noticing that um it looks familiar to uh ninjala um which uh, basically seems like the same it seems like the same i guess engine and same concept but just with different mechanics like 
like the different McCoy mechanic. Um, Ninjala is more of a fighting game. Um, this one is strictly seen like a dodgeball type game. So, but it seems very similar styles. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, it looks fun with friends if you just play with friends. I, I personally don't think like actually sometimes like there's some games you realize is very terrible when you play it online because people are just terrible uh sportsmanship like they just want to win the best way if it means being crummy and it just ruins the experience of the fun like people think being jerks is fun <laughs> instead of just being better so uh some games like i said i'll just say just play with friends don't try to be the best dodgeball player <clears throat> unless the community is actually like solid but yeah um and last but not least for me uh <laughs> this one i've been waiting for <laughs> a while now um apex legends coming to the switch uh next month actually uh, march um <laughs> when you look at the trailer, I mean, you can definitely tell that this that that that's, that's Switch gameplay. Like, you know, some console games trying to get away with like, oh, this is Xbox recording, but it's usually really in PC, which is how we got issues like the first Watch Dogs, uh, <laughs> like when they had to freaking downgrade the game because the Xbox technically couldn't do what they were trying to show. Uh, but yeah so that game of course it looks like switch but i don't care um i'm just i just want to play the game for like the first month a month or two and just play against other people who thinks that they think it's gonna be okay to play apex legends using joy cons and i'm just like i'm just trying to like dominate the whole freaking lobby for as long as I can, like it's the same thing when Fortnite was when uh when it came on the Switch for the first time, like I spent the first month just constantly destroying people like left and right. It was not funny, and I think that actually caused my Joy Cons to drift because my dumb self was playing on Joy Cons too. But like I have a I uh, I was able to like work it better than most people I was playing against. Like people were just walking around looking confused, building slow. <laughs> uh, but now I got better Joy Cons, uh, and I also got a Pro Controller, so I could play it either way. Uh, but yeah, so I'm definitely just interested in that part. But of course, I'm mainly gonna play Apex on my PC. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's my Nintendo Direct recap for the whole event i mean like i said for me it was average um some people it was great it would be great i mean like i said at least like you know games is coming if you have a specific taste you know what to expect from nintendo uh do you gonna like it like no they showed a uh, new catholic it was coming to smash smash is still going strong for some people um i haven't played smash personally in a while i have the game but i just haven't played it in a while uh Zelda, um, the second uh, Hyrule Warriors having an expansion pass, so more content. Um, sadly, they did not announce or reveal anything more about the second uh, Breath of the Wild game. 
Um, I'm noticing that Metroid is, I guess, dead. Um, I remember a long time ago they announced Metroid Prime 4, and I think that's when the Switch was just um, releasing, and that game has been either has been scrapped or just been in development hell this entire time. Uh, I don't know about Star Fox. I've never been in Star been a Star Fox player myself, but it's just the fact that like you know these are them their core franchises, and there has been nothing. Um, so hey, I don't know. Maybe later on during the E3 event, like you don't want to reveal all your heavy hitters yet. Like I said, most of these games they announced are either coming, even like, even the games that's coming out next year. Most of the games are coming out during the summer or summer of next year. So. They didn't really announce no no holiday games, so like I said, they might come out with the heavy hitters later on. Hopefully, uh, like don't be quiet the rest of the year like I did last year. Um and yeah, man, like Nintendo definitely like I want Nintendo to come back in the picture, <laughs> like do something, a new console, something. Like I'm personally with like another better console that gets better graphics or whatever the case is. Um, but yeah, like. I've been quiet for a while. <laughs> Stepping up Nintendo. Even though like I'm not technically doing anything bad. Like so y'all, y'all giving us games, but like y'all just quiet. <laughs> so yeah. Alright, um, so uh, I just want to touch on one more topic and then I'm gonna get into the questions. Uh this main topic is basically I just wanna talk about I guess where do I see my where do I see console going console gaming going from here? Um, as I already mentioned earlier, I mean, Nintendo just, you know, they spent all last year quiet, which I mean, obvious reasons, but still like, you know, it, it just seems like they wasn't doing much. Like they announced some heavy hitters here and there, then they go quiet and most of the heavy hitters don't interest me. So it's like. And so, like I said, the last Switch game I bought was uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing came out March of last year, so it's about to be an entire year since I purchased a Switch game. So, um, definitely need more from Switch. I mean, Switch is known for innovation. I give them that. You always look at Switch to try to they they always try to like either set the bar for how the next generation should start. Cause usually at this point in time, it seems like Switch starts off the next generation. Most people don't know that the Switch is technically was the first next gen console. Um, the Wii U was the console game that was the, was for the generation that came out during the one and the PS4. Uh, the Switch was technically the first next-gen console that came out. Then the Xbox Series X and 5 came out years later. But so Switch already started, started uh, kicked it off first. Um, and they introduced a great, you know, platform. Uh, the handheld and docking it to the TV is amazing. Uh, some of the games... Well, most of the games were fun. Like, I have a nice little collection of uh, Switch games. Uh, it's not like um, my PlayStation 4. Like, I literally only have, like, three games on my PlayStation 4. I'm kind of disappointed I actually have one, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, they kicked it off with that. Um, then the Xbox came. Well, they both came out at the same time. 
Uh, really nothing. Xbox spent what came out what November, uh, December, January, February. Took them down there like four months to get their first exclusive out. Most of the games were games that already was on the one, just backwards compatible, but uh, I guess enhanced editions for the next gen. Or oh, not even that. They could. They, uh, you had to wait for a patch. Like uh, I would say, I think I heard the Cyberpunk was supposed to have the next gen patch. Um, I have not played it yet since, so I don't know how Cyberpunk is looking now. <laughs> uh, I would like to get back into it. I don't want to watch no videos and get spoiled. I actually just want to go back into it and see myself. Um, but right now I won't have time because I'm working on other things. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, Xbox ain't do nothing game wise, but they did try to do something very shady recently. Uh, they tried to increase the Xbox Live price by a complete 100% from $60 to $120 for a year. Um, and then they were gonna, they, they were going to introduce a new, um, tier because usually it's a month, three months in a year. They were going to do six months and make that cost $60. And one year was gonna be one hundred and twenty dollars, and that's for new people. So whoever had live already previously, that was not gonna affect you. But what that technically does is trap you into keeping live. And for me, there's been times where I mean, to this day, I have not purchased Xbox Live in a while um like i said i just got the game pass um for a dollar for like three months i think that's gonna run out next month so after that uh i technically won't have xbox live but i don't play on my xbox at this point anymore so <laughs> that don't matter for me but for other people like you're kind of forcing people like yeah you want to you want to play that pay that 60 a year then don't unsubscribe but the moment you do unsubscribe and then you want to come back 120 <laughs> like that's crazy especially for times like this where money is more hard for some people who probably losing jobs and having a harder time getting more income and you're going to and not only that um i read somewhere that gaming became one of the most popular things since the quarantine like people really switched to gaming a lot and the fact that you're going to make it harder for them that was very scummy uh luckily the game community banded together voiced that that was wrong and xbox immediately backtracked and said hold on we were playing <laughs> we're not going to do that and not only that they did that but it forced them to do something that to this day bothered like blows my mind that it was not actually happening this whole time uh they made it that you can now play free-to-play games without purchasing xbox live that in itself was very scummy because um i also want to talk about this was the 360 era i remember the 360 era when if you lost xbox live you can't even talk in party chats like you don't yo you don't understand you never felt loneliness until you hop online and realize oh my xbox live expired and you see your whole friend list of you like your squad 
together and you see that little notification next to their name showing that they're in the party chat and you can't join because you gotta buy it live like you can't even just talk to them like that was crazy they finally fixed that during the next gen console and made it that you can do it regardless uh live or not but it's just the fact now it's like you've been this games like fortnite like how long fortnite been on xbox like what i want to say the earliest or the latest maybe 2017 maybe uh it's that four years four years a free-to-play game people had to pay 60 a year just to play that game and this playstation 4 you can play it without playing online uh pc obviously you can play it without playing online uh sadly nintendo switch is not doing that they should definitely get on that um i only give switch a pass because the their online service is very cheap i think it's like 20 or 24 dollars for an entire year that's not bad at all but still like you shouldn't be paying (laughs) to play free-to-play games where these games earn their bread and butter by charging for microtransactions and DLC content. So imagine all the time kids, you know, asking their parents to buy V Bucks, and then you gotta tell them, uh, <laughs> then you gotta tell them I also need Xbox Live. <laughs> it's like, yo, that adds up. That's terrible. But um, I don't know if it already is already in fact, but they said that they changing that so for those who of you that favors just playing free-to-play games on your console on your xbox um you no longer have to pay online for that so i mean that's a win but it was just the fact that they were gonna <laughs> it was about to charge you 120 to play online for a year um I mean, I'm a proud owner of my PC. Um, I believe I'm going on my third year now. Uh, wait, no, I think I might be going on my fourth, actually. It's my third or fourth year. Uh, I want to say my third. Uh, and I've just been telling my boys, like, yo, I don't want to force people into, again, like swapping over, but one of the main things I do notice, because I noticed that they're not, like, heavy heavy gamers like you no know, usually when they often work or have off time they play and it's like knowing that you would have been paying that 120 just to play like three times a week is <laughs> definitely not worth it so like i'm glad i have not been dealing with that for a while now um i have no problem paying for the nintendo online only if i have a reason like i think my actually my year just ran out this month uh so um right now there's nothing i want to play online but if they want when like i guess when apex come out i'm definitely gonna renew it just to play it on the switch again and i have no problem paying a year but even if i just want to pay for a month like that's definitely fine so yeah and of course playstation is another one of course when they came out there wasn't really much going on and i am noticing um 
I mean, hopefully they step it up, but I am noticing, um, I hope it's not the cook because PlayStation have a tendency of doing these things. Uh, they abandon projects that have, uh, good ideas. Um, i.e. the PlayStation Vita. The PlayStation Vita was actually very good. Um, I owned it. Um, uh, I eventually got rid of it. Uh, but, I enjoyed it when I had it. Um, it was just a problem that they just didn't support it. There was no games coming out. There was nothing to keep you playing. There was like barely no free to play games or any at all. Most of them was like demos or just these freaking. I mean, I wouldn't say they're boring, but they were like, you no know, games you could get on your phone, like Bejeweled type games. Like, like imagine if the Vito was still alive and you can download Apex or Fortnite, especially since it's, they're on the Switch. It's the same concept. Like, this, the Vita was great. They just didn't, I felt like they just didn't know what to do with it. Uh, so that sucked. <laughs> um, they also had the amazing thing, which, which again, uh, um, I, I guess I want to say they took out, no, I think they, they did this before the Switch, to be honest. Um, you can play your PlayStation 4 on your Vita through the remote connection. Um, I tried it. There is like a little slight delay, but I definitely, I played Spider-Man 4, uh, PlayStation, well, 4, Spider-Man PlayStation 4 on my Vita, um, on, on it at one time. So the fact that that was actually possible, like they could have done so much more, like if they just made a stronger one. Because definitely after a while, it started, like, you could tell, like, even the graphics of that is not competing with, like, the Switch now. But, yeah. So, right now, it's looking like it's possible that PlayStation could be abandoning their VR. Um, I actually own the VR headset. I think it's terrible on the PS4. Most likely because I think the PlayStation 4 was not properly optimized for VR. But if no, the PlayStation 5 is as powerful as it should be, I think VR could work with it. But so far, they've been quiet about it. And if that's the case, if they abandon it, I mean, at this point, yeah, like what is standing out from you getting a PlayStation 5? What is the standout for you getting an Xbox? I mean, like I said, play, Nintendo always doing something new. Uh,. The Switch came out early in the generation, like what three years earlier, <laughs> maybe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I mean, yeah, but what uh, I'm I have no doubt that maybe possibly when they release their next big console that there's gonna be something you no know, evolving about it, but right now i'm fine with the switch like i said i definitely recommend you if they like deciding that they should get a console just get a switch <laughs> unless like if you don't own a pc then and you want to play like the heavy games like cod and uh fortnite and apex i mean i say fortnite is a pass for a switch but apex i think <laughs> the way that game was looking oh god <laughs> but yeah so I mean, it depends what you into. Like I mean, you could just be a heavy Smash player. You know, the Xbox won't won't matter to you then. 
so yeah I'm just curious as to seeing where would concept gaming be going from here like what what would make like f- like if they were trying to like if they know it's like oh like this civilization is not playing Xbox no more like what are we gonna do to bring them back like that's the thing like, like at this point I feel like the games aren't enough even though the lack of <laughs> like cause like I said for Xbox most of their games is on PC like I can play the entire Halo franchise on my PC at this moment as we speak why do I need the Xbox now and I can play online free I have to pay <laughs> the 60 almost 120 a year to play some Halo so yeah um definitely i would like to see you guys up the ante on your hardware it's not no about making it powerful because that never was really the selling part back in the times like yeah we always when we played the games when we went from uh 64 to playstation 2 playing NBA Live 99 to playing NBA Live 2004 or whatever or 2K3 and <laughs> I remember like seeing my older brother and cousin like yo this game look real realistic like you can see the sweat even though like terrible sweat animations at the time or well, now but <laughs> like definitely like you know we was we were surprised by you know we we enjoyed whatever that looks like it it improved but it was more about the game mechanics that kept us playing it more <clears throat> and that was the fun thing about it like they made games fun enjoyable uh they made things unique like oh let's take basketball and not make them just run up the court and do normal stuff let's make it a three-on-three game mode and dudes can jump extremely high and you can pass the ball to them mid-air and dunk and do game breakers and call it NBA streets and uh, apparently apparently that game didn't sell well globally because you know being honest here a specific community gravitated towards that more but for the people who have played it we know how amazing that was and it was the fact that they took those chances now it's like I don't know when was the last time we had a game like that when they made basketball goofy when they made wrestling goofy like oh let's take the wrestling mechanic and put them put and put real life rappers in it <laughs> from the Def Jam label <laughs> like some people were like I always thought like oh that's the Def Jam version what was gonna happen if we have Interscope Vendetta or uh whatever record label like that'd be crazy like because not all your favorite rappers was on certain labels at the time so yeah i mean at the time period a lot of my favorite like a lot of up like great artists was on Def jam like especially for vendetta like dmx uh red man method man uh fight for new york snoop dogg buster rhymes like you know these are like you know at the at this time period now all legends so but not everyone was on it like at the time jay-z was beefing with def jam so 
And Jay-Z been part of Def Jam a lot, and he was not in the game. So, like, yeah, I believe Kanye eventually got on Def Jam, but he was not in the game. I think that came out a little before his time, before he blew up. So, yeah. Um, definitely, like, take some chances. Do something with your hardware. Uh, if you're going to throw something out, if it's going to be a Vita or a, a VR, can y'all please know focus on it don't just hey here's a gimmick um that's it <laughs> so yeah but uh let me get into these questions now it's only a few questions not that much uh first question is um from a fellow youtuber uh click um on youtube i believe it's xx space click xx uh friend of mine streamed with them a couple of times uh they wanted to know my thoughts well so this is going back to the nintendo direct i didn't personally talk about it but they wanted to know my thoughts on splatoon 3 uh i uh i did not own the wii u so i did not play the first one um I, when i saw it i thought it was interesting but wasn't gonna make me buy it with you uh now that i have the switch um i got um splatoon 2 as a gift um i enjoyed it but uh like i said it's one of those games i think it'd be more fun with friends um i think it's i think it'd be fun i think it's fun alone too if you just if you're not focusing on like you just got music in the background you're streaming probably just hanging out and just playing Splatoon 2. Not bad. But if you want to take it serious, uh, slightly serious, definitely play it with friends. Uh, so Splatoon 3, I mean, I'm not, I don't have no hopes, like no big expectation for it. I mean, they just, you know, just keep expanding on the game, the story. Uh, make it, I, I say, I think, I think they should make it a bit more interactive because I know there's like a hub world. Um, but there's barely really anything you can do in there like just change your look and that's about it you can't really technically talk to people who's in the hub world with you uh so i think they should do that like make it a more open world and then you could just go into game modes actually be amazing like a splatoon gta type deal where like you're just running around doing stuff uh yeah i don't know that'd be that'd be weird it'd be weird probably useless but it'll be fun <laughs> that's the point like like having a little splatoon house and you can invite your friends over and i don't know you could paint because the game is all about paint and stuff you could design your you like the, your wallpaper and stuff with your custom paint designs like i don't know um yeah <laughs> but gameplay was i mean yeah just improve upon what's already there the gameplay is actually very fun um that um that game reminds me of like uh plans for his zombie like you wouldn't uh when they went to garden warfare which it was like basically battlefield call of duty but with the plans for his zombie skins and map design <laughs> like that was it was very fucking it was very fun uh and it was like but it was just the childish part about you're playing with plants and zombies so yeah it's not bad um my next question is uh from dodge dodge this 
82 uh she was recently a guest on the podcast um she asked me uh what video game weapon would i use in a zombie apocalypse and of course the thing is if it's a gun um I, I know the game the gun can't be no unlimited ammo even if in the game if it's like an unlimited ammo game um gun uh, it can't be for me <laughs> and if it's melee of course it'd be a breakable weapon um so uh to be honest i didn't 100 probably think this one out uh but if I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm gonna probably go one for each category. Uh, for melee, I will probably go. Uh, the energy sword from Halo. <laughs> uh, even though that weapon, even it's not breakable, but it does have. Uh, if you use it too many times, eventually it run out of energy. Of course, hopefully it'll be more realistic in terms of use. Like, uh, in the game, you only could use like six swings and that's it you gotta pick up another one but if i can only kill six zombies with it that'd be stupid so definitely if it's uh, like a more realistic lifespan um definitely i'll go with that um and for a gun uh i mean i could go typical and pick a game a gun from like the zombies uh the Wonder Wolf would be amazing. Just shoot one and you're killing 20 off rip. Um, that would be great if you a person who's like just you know you want to have your own little place. Like you had you and you you have a group of people, y'all got your own little semi community. Y'all don't really want to know. Yeah, I venture to the outside world here and there, enough for supplies and whatever, but in terms of defending your home, I mean like I said, one shot, 20 people, 20 people, zombies or regular intruders, whoever's in the area, instant clap. Um, um, the gun has, the gun do have limited ammo in the game, so it would be uh, very logical. Um, also, if it's somehow possible to pack a punch in the real world, definitely that version too. If not, then just give me the upgraded version of Rip, <laughs> um, which I believe actually increases how much zombies you can kill in one shot. So there you go. That'd be great. Like, you know how fast, I guess, low key, how fast uh, the zombie apocalypse could be over. Like one shot, I'm wiping out <laughs> like 30 zombies, bro, <laughs> like especially like you know if there's not like you know how you see in the movies or the shows like after months has passed of the zombie apocalypse it went from usually you'll see like 10 zombies here and there too now there's like 100 of them just roaming the streets uh which i think um shouldn't be logical because i mean you're a dead corpse um no matter what the situation is or what's keeping them alive the body should eventually just be breaking down they should just be dying on their own technically so does not you know and that's what i'm and that's what why i guess i stopped watching watch i'm walking dead and i think that's what makes watching zombies shows and movies bad because most of the time it's never really about the zombie the zombies is only a threat 
when the apocalypse just happened because it's very unknown but once you get used to it and like i said once you outlast it the main issue with almost every zombie apocalypse is other humans people get very territorial they feel like now there's no government controlling them so now they want to control everything instead of just hey let's just freaking be one big massive united humanity front against the zombies and then we can go from there but whatever uh but as you see with like the, this pandemic like people are very territorial and to themselves once they feel like their lives are threatened like you know when, when the first thing happened like everyone gone crazy for toilet paper and stuff and it's like that's crazy so people is just weird <laughs> uh so sadly uh zombies is never really the issue when it comes to the apocalypse they're like they only the issue like the first week or month into the apocalypse and after that it's mainly the humans <laughs> so yeah uh my last question would be from jake uh he was also a former guest on the show uh he asked me what got me into competitive online gaming um oh that i mean great that you specify um i mean i could say for competitive gaming uh i want to say since i started gaming um the first game i ever owned was golden i64 was uh, fps um and i grew up usually being the youngest of my brother and cousins and you know usually they want to exclude you out because you're the young kid you don't you don't know any better you usually don't know how to play the game you don't know the real mechanics so i was like a word <laughs> uh yeah so i sat there and mastered golden eye just so i can destroy them but um i didn't get into online gaming until uh technically console online gaming until 2011 i want to say maybe late 10 uh, i think it would probably i would say probably the christmas of 10 uh but mainly 2011 um i wouldn't say i was really com very competitive because like it was a new world for me um i started playing uh modern warfare 2 um and gears of war 2 i think i to be honest i think i would say it would be gears of war 2 that made me more competitive that's the first time uh me and the boys like oh let's make our team and let's dominate uh i was so i'll say that's what got me into it, it was just it, it's when you when you have your boys i think it, it wasn't a single thing like just me by myself um like fighting games online actually made me despise the fighting genre like i, I grew up loving the fighting genre because you know when you play with your boys you know it's always a challenge because you guys have common knowledge of the game so it's a matter of just who can out combo each other but now people just freaking like you learn the deep mechanics and they just juggling you in the sky you barely trust the floor and they just sand there destroying you and it's like that's not, nothing fun about that <laughs> so uh i'll say yeah gears of war 2 would be the game that got me um into competitively gaming and it was playing with my boys um it was mainly four of us sometimes it'd be five of us sometimes more we literally would have a private that's crazy we would spend a good amount of time like warming up like we wouldn't like you know, you know when you play with your boys and like all right he's gonna warm up but yeah actually like play a ranked game or something like we literally would be like 
eight people deep uh host a private lobby uh king of the hill and just have shotgun battles for like a good hour and a half just with each other and then we would just break up into like our little subgroup and play online <laughs> like we would just sit there and just constantly like we would be bettering each other comp competing with each other and just all right we all know our strengths and our weakness um you know two of my two of my boys were more better with the shotgun and wool bouncing i was great with the sniper so it was it was dope how we just and then we just working on communication skills and so whatever so yeah i'll say that's what got me into competitive gaming online and yeah but yeah so with that um i mean course uh, i had to ask my question of the day for the listeners um i guess <clears throat> i'll ask the same question i asked myself um where do you guys see console game go gaming going from here like is it gonna evolve is it gonna be better do you think this is gonna eventually just die out to the point where it just gets to like one console brand like because i know the google stadia stadia basically is dead <laughs> um we know we still got our big three but is it gonna get to the point where like i said xbox is for in my opinion is kind of like non-existent because most of the xbox games is on the pc uh at this point it's either just get a playstation or a switch uh so where you got like yeah so you guys see console gaming going from here like is it something is they gonna you know, they gonna finally wise up and step it up or is it just slowly just gonna just keep being average from here on out and with that uh this is episode 12 of the gamers oh my lord i'm about to say my old podcast name of uh, the relaxing thoughts podcast <laughs> and yeah this actually went a little bit longer than i thought to be honest i didn't think i would touch hour um but here you guys go um see you guys next episode of course uh my medias uh youtube uh and twitch this is tube relaxation uh my instagram is digi underscore relaxation i think i believe i've been saying it wrong this whole time but it's digi underscore relaxation uh of course check out the podcast uh spotify um uh, apple apple podcast if you guys are listening to this on app podcast rate it five stars please so we can grow and get more listeners and more interactions and more questions from people um and yeah like i said be on the lookout for the next thing i have in the works and i'll see you guys next time peace